Hi, my name is Dan Ariely, and welcome to Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast about science. Every week, I will talk to one researcher about one project who will have a chat about what they found and what it means for our lives. Dan's guest this week is John Pearson, a research associate in neurobiology at Duke University. And John, what, what kind of a researcher are you? So I'm a neuroscientist, and I work on uh, animal behavior and the neural basis of that. And you are trying to check something about animals' patience? Yes. So we asked animals to make decisions about getting small rewards soon or large rewards late and saw what they did. So, so when you say ask, you mean you do what? So we have the animal, uh, we track uh, the monkey's eye movements. Oh, so first of all, it's monkeys. Yes. Okay. So we ask the monkeys to look at uh, colored targets that are on a screen, so little representations of the choices they're going to make, and they stare at a choice to select it. Okay. So basically the monkey is sitting in a little cage, they're confined, and they can stare either right or left, and there's something on the right and something on the left, and depending on where they keep their eyes, this is what they choose. And why do you do this rather than ask them to move their hands or to do something else? Well, it's helpful for us if we can record from the monkeys' brains while we do this. And so in order to do that, we're interested in the areas that control eye movements. And so that's just the experimental setup that we use. Okay, so if they basically can... You don't want the monkey to be able to move because you want to keep their head basically fixed and you can then measure what's happening in their, right. in their brains. And this is what, is what you're doing is basically what's called the marshmallow paradigm. You want to tell us what's the marshmallow thing? Sure. So the psychological experiment, they ask children uh, to forestall taking a marshmallow from a plate. And if they wait long enough, they get two. So the kid is sitting there and you say, here, kid, here's a marshmallow. If you don't touch it for 10 minutes, I'll come with two. But if you take it and you eat it, you're not getting the two. Right. And then the kids have to figure out, do they want to get the immediate one or the delayed later? And what do the kids do? So some kids are able to wait and they get two marshmallows and some are very impatient and they just get the one. And the one that gets the two are the one that uh, become bankers later? Well, that's, that's what the studies seem to say is that they do better in life. They're, they're able to graduate college and go on and get better jobs. And, and what always struck me interesting about this research is, is that it might be about ability to self-control, but it also might be about strategies. So if you look at the film of these kids, they sit on their hands, they tell stories to themselves, they sing songs, they distract themselves. Can the monkeys do something like this? Can they distract themselves to overcome temptation? Well, so our monkeys can't do a lot of other things. They're sitting in a dark room. They're sort of bored. Uh, but they make these choices many times. So it may be better for a monkey to take a small treat if he thinks he can get a lot more later. And so what, what do the monkeys choose? How, how patient are they? Well, in most studies, they're not very patient. Uh, they're not... What, what does that mean? Give me, give me a sense. So a monkey will take almost any... They get little juice rewards, and they'll take almost any juice reward as long as it's soon, so less than one second. Really? So if you have one milligram, milliliter of juice now versus 10 milliliters in 10 seconds? Almost always the small reward soon. Really? That's awful. Well, they're not very bright. <laughs> so, so they really have this focusing. I mean, we think of, as humans, we focus too much on, on the immediate here and now, but you're saying monkeys are even much, much worse. Well, that's the way it seems, but we were interested in giving the monkeys more information because they have to learn. You can't tell the monkey, I'll come back in 10 minutes and give you more. You have to somehow tell him that, or he has to learn it from the experiment. So what he has to learn is about this, this time delay. What happens after the experiment ends, but the trial ends? Basically, that's the story? Yes. The time after he gets the reward, but before he's able to make the choice again. Okay, so in a regular setting, the monkey sits there and he has to choice immediate, little amount immediately or a bigger amount later. What do I choose? They finish the trial. They wait. There's a new there's a new trial. And the issue is that they become very impatient. But what you did was to 
add some time to the trial and make it explicit so that once the trial ended, the monkey knew how long they had to wait until they get another choice. And then what happened? In that case, we found out that monkeys were able to make a lot better choices in the sense they got more reward. They took the later reward that was bigger. When both the wait times were the same for the small reward and the late reward, they picked the bigger one. So what, what does that mean? Well, it means, among other things, that if you give monkeys this information, they're capable of making better decisions. Most experiments hadn't done that. And we found that when we did, uh, monkeys were able to earn a lot more reward than they would have otherwise. So it means that if you tell them explicitly what would happen after the trial ends until the next one begins, the monkey can tell to themselves, oh, this is just a small part of the overall trial, and it's really worthwhile for me to uh, wait a little longer because I have to wait anyway. Absolutely. And they learn this very quickly, actually. And, and what would it mean about humans? I mean, so, so humans are much more patient. Does it mean that you think we can also get people to be uh, more patient if we model this time after delay? If we tell kids, look, you can, you can get this marshmallow now, but then you'll have to wait 10 minutes until something, somebody else comes anyway, would they do it? Would they be more patient? Well, we know from other experiments that it's very hard to estimate times. And so 10 minutes can seem like forever to a kid. But if you had a small countdown that they can watch, it certainly makes it easier past a certain point to put that last little bit of self-control in. And do you have kids? I don't. So if you had kids, I mean, what, what would you do differently? Well, I, I think the way we train monkeys to do these things is we build them up to the task. So after monkeys could wait for six seconds, we ask them to wait for eight and then for ten. And we find that small increments like that help. Very good. So training a little bit to be a bit more patient every day is the key. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks. This has been Arming the Donkeys, a weekly podcast with Dan Ariely, professor of behavioral economics at Duke University. Learn more at predictablyirrational.com.